the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey there, people. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. We have been having some crazy uh, issues with getting both microphones to work, so hopefully it comes to you okay with the sound here. I'm sharing a microphone with my lovely friend, Giselle. Hello. Hello. And uh, right now we're recording it. I'm sitting in California, but when this comes out, I will be sitting... On the beach. In Hawaii. Aloha to me for sure. Uh, so anyhow, really glad to have this. We'll be um, having uh, doing some recording from the beautiful island of Hawaii uh, the next uh, during the month of March. We'll be doing that. So uh, thanks for being here with us. We are the Mess It Up Podcast. If you want to help us out, you know how to do it by now. Um, I'm going to give you a quick one. I got email. You can send me email, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or MySpace, just look up Mess It Up Podcast and we're there uh, to uh, take care of all your needs. I will be posting some pictures on the uh, Instagram uh, for Hawaii. So check that out. It'll be Bowtie Road Trip Island style or something like that. Uh, but I'll be posting pictures uh, all over the place there. I'll come up with a hashtag and I'll let you know what it is. Uh, our word of the week this week is banal. Banal. Banal, yeah. And I love this word. I was uh, listening to my um, uh, British podcast again and they always come up with these great words. And I'm like, oh, I have to use that word for uh, my podcast. And so check it out. Here's what banal means. And hopefully I'm not banal. Lacking originality, freshness, or novelty. It also means trite. So hopefully what we've got going for you here is not lacking in originality or freshness. Hopefully it's not trite. Hopefully it gives you a little bit of inspiration. But if you can use banal in your sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points. Also, the show, uh, everything I think has value. And uh, we like to think that the show has value, but we let you assess the value on it. And if you want to reward us financially for doing it, this is how we make our money, um, is just by our uh, supporters on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash messituppodcast, or if you go to messituppodcast.com and click on the become a patron button, you can find out all you need to know for uh, as little as a dollar. A month. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, my beautiful friend Giselle. I don't know if I said that you were here yet or not yet. Yes, but, you did. But Giselle's here, it's with and, age. and I always she does. The, she loves. <laughs> well, I don't know if she loves to do, but I love to have her do as little as a dollar a month. So you keep me on my toes because I was like literally zoning out, zoning out, <laughs> listening to the droning old man. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, check that out. We really do appreciate it, um, and you know maybe give us one. One latte a month. Uh, you know, your $5 a month, you get a latte with that. Give it to us uh, each month. And it's just, you, you have no idea how much that helps us to get this thing done and make it happen and, and make it so that I can keep on doing the podcast instead of having a, uh, you know, air quotes, job, job. Uh, so I really appreciate everybody who supports us on Patreon. And uh, that could be one of you. Uh, when you do it, I say thanks by giving you a copy of my book. Uh, still in beta. It's still in print. You can go out there on the, your uh, Kindle reader. You can do it on Apple Books or you can go to Amazon and get a print copy of it as well. Uh, so check all that out. I think that's about all I've got for the free. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's jump in here to this 
this lovely show. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today, Giselle, I had this idea uh, in my head. Uh, well, not in my head, but I, I heard it. And I thought about the fact that what our purpose is, you know, and um, there's a lot of different things that we can look at for purpose. Uh, my wife right now, she's rereading The Purpose Driven Life by uh, Pastor Rick Warren. And that gives us five different purposes for what we're doing here. But one of the purposes I think that we have on earth, if you feel like you don't have any worth, you don't have any meaning in your life, I want you to think about this. We're here to erase the distance between ourselves and God. Hmm. And that it's getting rid of anything that would pull us farther from God um, and he doesn't want us to be away from him. So what we need to do is do what we can to erase that difference or that distance between us. That's why Christ was sent. Hmm. And that's what it is. God wants that relationship with me. Uh, what do you think? Am I no, that totally... smoking <laughs> M&Ms? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you do on your free time. Huh. Okay, but um, definitely that makes sense because it, it makes me think every time like someone passes away, it's like, what did they do? Cause we're on this earth until we're done with our purpose, right? Like right. God sent us, like God had, like, we're not here just to like breathe in and breathe out carbon dioxide. Right. So like, kind of like, you know, um, John Baker passed away a couple days ago and As it's we're like, this. yeah. And it makes me think, like, okay, what was that final, like, task that was checked off that it was, like, God, Jesus was, like, okay, come home. Um, it's your time to it's come time. home. It's time, yeah. You know, because, um, and, and that kind of, like, makes me think, like, okay, that makes sense. You're, uh, you're getting, you're erasing that distance. You're making that distance smaller. Smaller, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, let's just sort of roll backwards a little bit on this and uh, think about it in the previous. What mm. what have you done to try to find purpose in life, or have you have you have you thought about okay, do I have purpose? Is that a question that's coming to your mind? I guess that's a a better first question. Is have you felt without purpose, without reason at times in your life? I mean, all the time, all the time, especially since I don't think I have that purpose where I'm supposed to be like, you know, a million. an awesome podcast. Yeah, with hundreds, tens of Literally people, dozens of. Dozens of people. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, being at home, being a stay-at-home mom, it's like, is this really my purpose? Like, for this one child to have me all to themselves, <laughs> you know? And um, it's like, man, God, is that really all you have for me? But um, I think seeing our purpose as more than just me, 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 you know? Yeah. Like who, like our purpose is to touch others. And I guess what I try to keep in mind, I guess, is like, my purpose is to be with this child 24-7 because he's probably going to be even greater than me. Don't we want our kids to be greater than us? Right. 
Now, yeah. can you remember the first time in your personal life that you thought about your existence and your purpose and questioned it? Is there a time that you can think of? Uh, is it, I mean, do you think about it as, as a, a younger child or as a, an adolescent or a young adult? When do you remember first thinking about what is my purpose? Mm. Honestly, I don't. I think when I was younger, I feel like I never really thought of like a purpose as in God already knows where I will be. Mm-hmm. I thought of more, I could create my own destiny, I guess more in a non, in a secular way. Mm-hmm. And I, did you grow up in yeah. a, a household of faith? I did. Okay. That's the weird thing. Like yeah. I honestly... So you asked me that question right now, and it's like, I don't know if I ever thought of my purpose. Like, oh, what did God have me born to do? Right. More so, like, I want this. And I don't think my, you know, I feel like my Christian family, not that they didn't do, you know, not that they're horrible or anything, but. I, they were baby Christians, you know, Mm -hmm. like they were this, we're, I'm probably like first full on born Christian generation in my family. So I think we were still trying to figure it out. No one really told me like, you know, God has you here for a reason or a purpose or anything. Right. So. Yeah. And I never heard of that language (laughs) from my family. Yeah. And I remember, and I I think that there is a distinction to be made between what I do and what my purpose is, that what I do isn't necessarily my purpose. Now I might be doing something that is my purpose, Mm -hmm. but that's not always the case. And so often for American males, at least, I'm not sure if it's the same for females, but we get... I get so tied up in my identity being what I do that I try to force that into being my purpose. And it didn't really strike me until I went to jail. And uh, we're coming up on 20 years ago that I was in jail. And I remember I was so tied into my identity being what I did Now I went to jail and I felt completely without purpose because I was convinced that I was a teacher and that was what I was meant to be because that's what I wanted to be. And you alluded to that before, that me, 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 what I want and Mm -hmm. forcing it in. And I do see now that God built me to be a teacher But I can't say that being a teacher is necessarily my purpose. I think it's one of the things that he gifted me in to use to bring his message. But I don't necessarily say that my purpose is to be a teacher. Yeah. You know, I think that that purpose is, the the purpose of me is to be God's friend. Mm. Uh, Which is, I mean, it's pretty cool. I don't always think heavily about that because I don't always take it to heart like I need to. And sometimes when I'm sitting there feeling sad or lonely, I'll question, you know, what is my purpose? What, 
if I'm if if I'm not supposed to be doing this, what am I supposed to be doing? What why on earth am I here? Mm-hmm. And that is a question that will keep on coming back to me. I I'm not always like, okay, I've got this answer and I don't need to come <laughs> back to it. It's one that I will keep on picking that up and looking at that rock from a lot of different directions. Yeah. And I think it's like I agree with you. Like for me, it's hard to think long-term purpose I'm always thinking of short-term purpose and can you say more about that like uh, what you mean by that like short-term purpose so like I guess like my greatest accomplishment accomplishment um is being a co-host on a very successful podcast that's a close first (laughs) Um, you know, when I got to speak on a Sunday, I think that's one of my greatest accomplishments. Like, and that was like a purpose that was like, okay, I went through this depression and stuff so I could tell my story. And once that was up, it was like, okay, now, like, what's my next purpose? I already lived that. Right. And I think what I, and it just kind of came to me as you were saying that I was thinking, okay, my experiences, my my ministry gives purpose to my experience. Mm. That I can use it to better someone. And, and purpose is just a meaning, you know. Mm. And I can give meaning to 20 years ago going through all that I went through. And dealing with being in jail uh, and not wanting to be there Mm. and you might hear extra noise coming my wife is right now she's doing a a testimony online and so she's in another room talking to people so i just heard like what on earth is that noise uh but that's what's going on um and and that's a that was an eye-opener for me when my pain gained purpose because Mm. it, it you know it says that god will uh make all things work for his good yeah but it doesn't say it'll make all things good. Right. Everything that happens to me will be good. Because I remember thinking, sitting here in jail, especially when I went into solitary. I'm like, okay, I'm just sitting here all by myself. How is this any good to God? How is this doing any good for God? But now that I've had that experience, I can draw on that when I go into the prison and I know someone who's in ADSEG or who's on C status for and not being able to do things other than come out to take part in classes, I can understand what they're going through and, mm-hmm. and not just give them lip service and say, yeah, uh, I saw Papillon and it really looked like, uh, you know, he was having a hard time when he was in solitary for two years. But I know what it is to go mm-hmm. through that. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't good, but it now has purpose in my life. Interesting. Which is, which is good. You know, I call that, you know, leveraging it and I've talked about the fact that it's a weapon on a table and I'm sitting across from Satan. One of us is going to grab it and use it on the other guy. Might as well be me grabbing it and using it on him and saying, sorry, Satan, you yeah. know, you don't get to, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, with this stuff now. Yeah. Um, That's so interesting. Cause, uh, I mean, how do you feel that, Add a good question, and I want to eavesdrop on this conversation. <laughs> it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess my problem is that, like, I know a different purpose will come up from 
my last one, my big last one, like, you know, talking in front of people on Sunday. And I know I have to wait. I know I'm still youngish. And, uh, like, how do you wait? I'm going to count to three, say our ages. One, two, three. A hundred. <laughs> I feel like a hundred. I'm only 28, but uh, I feel old. I have yeah. gray hair. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, how do you wait for that maturity? Like, it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I do know. Something? I know exactly what you mean. Because when I was your age, or just a little bit older than that, I was going through this thought of what do I, you know, I don't want to, I, I didn't think I wanted to be a classroom teacher anymore and I wanted to get into ministry. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, it, in order to get uh, into a master's program to get a degree in ministry so I could go and work at the church, it was like they wanted you to have either, you know, a, a bachelor's degree in ministry or they wanted you to have five years experience. I'm like, well, no one will let me work because I don't have it. It was like that they were like, I can't get in to take the classes so that I can go do the work that I want to do because I can't get the work that I want to do because I can't get into the classes. And it was just this thing. And I thought, mm -hmm. I'll never be able to do ministry. And now I've been doing ministry for more years than I would have needed when I got into that MDiv program. And um, I, I get what you're saying with that because... I mean, for me, 10 years is 20% of my life. For you, 10 years is 30% of your life. Guacamole. And it, it changes um, yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's as the older we get, the, the more that that time yeah. stretches out and compresses. It's like, oh, 10 years, no big deal to me. It's like, well, that was 10 years ago. I mean, it was 20 years ago, I was going to jail. I was eight. <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago, you were going to school in the third grade. I, oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, so those things, it, it it's just all. Yeah, yeah. and I, I totally thought of, I thought of how back then, or when Grayson was born, it's like, oh my gosh, these sleepless nights are lasting forever. Never, never <laughs> yeah, it was like two and a half years later, it's like, oh, I want another baby. The sleepless nights weren't that bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, there's no way for me to segue into this, but I look at it and I see we're, we're long in, because it's Giselle and Paul. Let's get real. <laughs> uh, but we have a song of the week this week. This is a song that, that came to us from listener Bev, and California, and she said she wanted us to talk about the song "The Words I Would Say" by Sidewalk Sidewalk Prophets. So we're going to give you about ninety seconds of that. We'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and to talk more about closing the gap between us and God. Mm -hmm. So here's ninety seconds of "The Words I Would Say" by Sidewalk Prophets. Be strong in the Lord and never give up hope. You're gonna do great things. I already know God's got His hand on you, so. Don't live life in fear Forgive and forget But don't forget why you're here Take your time and pray These are the words I would say Last time we spoke You said you were hurting And I felt your pain to tell you and I keep on praying love will find you where you are I know cause I've already been there so please 
there you go. Sidewalk Prophets with uh, the words I would say. What do you think about that, Giselle? It was very uh, thought-provoking. Mm. I It was interesting. I love to listen to the songs with people, especially if they're not as familiar with it. And it seemed like you might not have been as familiar with this song or maybe just reading the lyrics. But it was interesting yeah. to hear you commenting as the song was going through. I was like, oh, okay, that's... And so I could tell what it was, you know, that was yeah. triggering. Um, well, sometimes I just sing along without, like, really listening the words. Mm-hmm. That's how I realized later, it was like, in middle school, I would sing Shake It Like a Salt Shaker. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I'm a mom now. I can't sing to those words now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want my two-year-old shaking it like a salt shaker. No. <laughs> okay, what's that? So, um, <laughs> yeah, so what did you think about this song? Okay. Reeling um, it back in. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> awkward silence. Yeah. Um, I thought To it be was... fair, the noise was awkward, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I... You banged the table. Trying not yeah. to get so excited. It's okay, um, you're letting the Cuban out. Oh, I love the Cuban out a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I think the first thing that was very like, like, ooh, that is good. Um, but just the part where it says, take your time and pray. Um, and just the fact that I don't take my time when I do things. Part of my Cuban is not yeah. taking your time. Okay. Like, you go. You go for your things. You're right. Um, so, and then just afterwards, it's like, these are the words I would say. Um, last time we spoke, you said you were hurting and I felt your pain in my heart, which it's like, God felt his, my pain in his heart. Yeah. Like what? And it, it, it makes sense. Cause like we're God's children. And when Grayson is hurting, it hurts my heart. Yeah. And then, um, and then I want to tell you, like, keep on praying. Love will find you where you are. And then, let's see. Skipping down is where forgive and forget. And I was kind of like, isn't that, like, contradicting? Because we shouldn't really forget our lessons. But then afterwards, it's like, but don't forget why you're here. Yeah. Take your time and pray. And it just made me think, like... There's a lot of things that is just easier to brush off your shoulders. And and I think it, it just reminds me, like, forgiving isn't forgetting. It's being able to move on. and Right, which is so important in recovery that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, you hear that from people, oh, forgive and forget. It's like, I can't forget what they did to me. Yeah. You know, I can't forget that. And it's I think it goes back to that whole leveraging that pain and, and letting yeah. it work. And it's like, just because you don't forget doesn't mean you you throw it in people's faces all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and I think if you can't, like, move on at, every time you think about it, if it just stirs and, like, gets you sick to your stomach, then it's like, I think you need to take your time and pray a little more. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's time to do a little more fourth step on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I put these things in my, my I have my big magic list on Google of song of the week and word of the week and um, that kind of stuff. I have to be 
um, aware of, you know, the, the, well, it fit, but I just put them together. And this song, I think, fit beautifully with the fact that um, we were um, talking about, you know, purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm, my wife is trying to share her testimony and she can't find it, so I'm emailing it to her. Um, it's, you know, these words, it's like, you know, telling us what to do. And, and, and this was me when I went through my divorce, being up awake and just writing letters to myself to remind myself stuff to do or, or working through those kind of problems. And that's what I'm hearing him say in this song. And, and, and it's all, you know, things that we need to do. We need to not live in fear and, and, and know that God has us and that he wouldn't have made us if he didn't have a reason for us to be. And sometimes it's not for me to know uh, what that is. And just like my kids didn't always know what my reason was, but I I would just tell them, trust me, I've got a reason for this. Just if you trust me, if you believe that I want the best for you, go with this and see where it takes us. And it totally reminds me of like those memes where it's like, Jesus is kneeling down in front of a little child and he's asking her for the little teddy bear and Jesus is telling her like, trust me, trust me. And you see like behind him is like this ginormous teddy bear. And it's like, man, if we would just trust Jesus, like how much better would we have things? Um, Were you done with your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, So Andrew and I have been going through Psalms. We're reading a psalm a day. Oh, together or individually? Together. Yeah, together. That's great. What and, may I ask? What and started that? Uh, it, he's been struggling with with work stuff, and um, he's been conflicted with his purpose. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, who knew that was gonna go into that? But um, he he does tie his purpose, his work. With his purpose for God, because he feels he could show God's love through helping others at work. So he was a little conflicted because he was told conflicting information on what he should really be doing. So anyways, he was really sad and it was just kind of like, you know what, I think we need to get together and, and focus on Jesus a little more and see where he leads us in these next um you know, in our next chapters in our lives. Um, But it's funny because there's always so much trust. Trust in me, um, you know. um, I was, I looked up like uh, verses for fighting anxiety and Mm -hmm. a lot of them came from Psalms. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) You know. Here's my cliff note version of Psalms. Everything sucks. Oh, there's God. Things aren't so bad. You know, that's just like... It, it, and God will smite you, but trust in him and you'll be happy. Yeah, you've, so. got, you've got this guy, David, who wrote most of the Psalms. And we always know, you know, David was a man after God's own heart. And it took him hundreds of these things, well, over a hundred of these things to... He had to keep working it out too. Right. And so yeah. when I have to pick up that rock and look at it from another angle, <laughs> it's understandable mm-hmm. it's it's reasonable it's not the first time that someone hasn't gotten it 
the first time. Yeah. And it's funny because like the past couple of Psalms were just at the beginning and, uh, it's like, um, what the last, uh, verse is the theme of the Psalm and it's like, trust in God, trust in God, uh, pretty straightforward. And I just think like, it's so easy to grasp, like logically, <laughs> but not like in your like right being applying it yeah and i think too like i was telling andrew i was like we have it so easy because we have jesus and psalms was written before jesus yes pj and we just had to think like back then we would have had to been like uh i guess like eventually i'll i won't be needing the to to kill all these little lambs yeah to get forgiveness right and you know, back then we had, like, kings that would could just, like, take us in the middle of the night and, like, behead us. And, and we, like, we have it so easy compared to them and we still have trouble trusting in Jesus. Yeah. God. Um, the, the quest for purpose, I think, is something that has been, um, you know, perplexing man. And, and women, you know, the mankind, the human race, since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't think I'll have an answer. Yeah. A solid answer. I'll have a, a theoretic answer. And the answer that, you know, that I know, and when I tell people, I know that my purpose, that the purpose that God had for us was, was to be his friend, mm. his, you know, mate his partner, his companion in this world that he created. He created all this stuff and he said, oh yeah. It's a little lonely. Got to put Paul (laughs) and Giselle in there. Yeah. And he got to put you in there too, dear listener. Um, And he wants that. And that's why he sent Jesus. That was the reason for Jesus was to restore the relationship between us and God. To get rid of the enmity that we had between us. And to have us be there with God as his absolute yeah. number one favorite person. And creation. being able to have that personal relationship with him. And so, so how do we take this from theoretical to practical? How do we, how do you grok this? How does this make sense in your life to have purpose and that purpose being to, to, lessen the gap between God and us to put mm-hmm. that gap in a trash compactor and just get it to where it's smushed down to nothing. Um, I think lately I've been a little ostrich with her head stuck in the sand and I, so people have accused me of my head being stuck as well. <laughs> not but not in, in the, the sand. sand. No, no. <laughs> Um, so I heard this interesting thing on the radio when I was, I don't know, driving to do groceries or something. And it was interesting because I don't know the exact percentage, but this pastor said, uh, 26% of the Bible is, uh, prophetic. Like what's going to happen in the future that we don't, Mm -hmm. we haven't even lived and it's interesting because all my answers are during the Bible, but I don't want to read it because I don't want to, I don't want to know because knowing, I don't want to know something that I might not like. And then 
have to do. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. to me, it's, that's the story of recovery. If I stay ignorant, if I keep my head in the sand like an ostrich, then mm-hmm. I don't have to apply it. But once I know it, now I'm on the hook for applying that knowledge in my life. And mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I went through, uh, you know, with it, going into recovery is just you know, feet in the sand and hands. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> and knowing that it's the thing that I needed to do. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't ready to get rid of those things that had control in my life. I wasn't ready to acknowledge how much control they had in my life. We're going through early stages of um, a step study now. And one of the things you know that they ask is, what? where did you try to find uh, comfort in your life mm. before getting into recovery? And it's so interesting to hear the answers that people say because so often they don't have an understanding of what that means to find comfort. It's like, oh, well, I would hang out with a friend. It's like, yeah, but what about your addiction? That's what we're doing with that addiction is we're trying to find comfort. We're trying to numb something and numbing something is finding comfort from the pain, from the discomfort, from the the the, the yuckiness that it makes us feel. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel worthy being with other people and I didn't think I was good enough. I had poor self-esteem and I turned to pornography because those pictures couldn't ever tell me no, you're not good mm-hmm. enough. They would just be like, okay, yeah, you can, you know, be on a date with this beautiful, exotic yeah. person. And that's where I was trying to find comfort. And it didn't come. I didn't, I didn't find comfort in it. But I wasn't mm-hmm. ready to give it up because I was like, maybe I just wasn't doing it right. Maybe I just needed a little bit more. Yeah. Or, you know, donuts or whatever it happens to be in my life. Not ready to give up that thing that I know is wrong, that is not right for me. It's bringing me no comfort, no satisfaction, but I'm afraid of it not being there. Yeah. What does that mean if it's not there? What, is, what am I, who am I if it's not there anymore? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a daunting task. Yeah. And just to be able to accept that God loves me can sometimes be t- difficult. It is so much more easy for me to convince myself that God loves you, Giselle, than that God loves me, Paul. Mm. I am so much better at encouraging someone else and trying to get them to believe that, yeah, God did this for you. Yeah. But then when I look at myself, it's like, "Mm, maybe not. I'm totally like that. And it's easy to see other people's success over your successes yes and we you know in in recovery there's a uh, a saying don't judge your insides based on somebody else's outsides Mm -hmm. but i know my insides i don't know yours as well Mm -hmm. i I only know what you've allowed me to see yeah but i don't know the thoughts that you've had that you haven't acted on or anything like that i just am not sure what that might mean and so I have to, um, I have to be able to try to figure out how that is going to work yeah. in life. And it's so funny because, you know, having a friend that just had a baby, like I see their lives so put together compared to how I was sure. with a newborn. Yeah. And Andrew's like, yeah, but how did we seem to other people? Like we probably seem just as put together. They didn't know. Half the things we struggled with. <laughs> right. It's, um, 
Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, my wife still didn't have it. Um, I guess that's a sign we need to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I guess, you know, what I want people to know is that God does love us. And how are you going to find your purpose? Or... I, I try to find my purpose in doing this. Mm. In... The more I talk about God with other people, the more it reminds me of how much God loves me. And so doing podcasts, writing books, writing the blog, uh, going into the prisons, speaking on Friday nights, doing step studies, and, and just being with people, mm-hmm. that's, that's what confirms my worth to myself and, yes. and about myself. Iron sharpens iron. Yes, it does. Um, so, gosh... Uh, Hang on one second. Let me write to my wife. This is awkward silence. Um, so I, I really thank you for being here and for talking about this. This was uh, thank you for this was me. really good. When I looked at this, I was like, "Is there enough to talk about?" And yeah, there's way more that could be talked about uh, beyond this. Uh, it was not banal. Uh, it was it was good stuff. <laughs> nice. uh, don't forget to check out uh, our Patreon. Uh, really, really, really. I'm so thrilled to have all of our supporters that financially support us. And um, uh, if you've you've gotten worth out of this, if you've found it to be useful, and if you keep coming back and listening, please consider giving us a little uh, extra reward for what we do because uh, it really does help to pay the bills. So appreciate that. Um, Giselle, thanks for being here again. Always a a pleasure. And I guess we'll see you next time we mess it up. (laughs) Hopefully not as bad. (laughs) Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.